Yeah, you think about it. Number numbers are strange, no? Cheese is a weird thing. Cheese is a weird thing. <laughs> well, it is a weird thing, but but I I certainly think numbers are weird in the sense of obvi- like you, you take this for granted. Yes, we know them and call them numbers, but they're did not. Did you ever get tripped up too about far away like, from a letter? Like the philosophy of a zero and yes, yeah, like the concept of it. How does that not- fa- like simple add and subtract start to get really weird? Like, yeah, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> No, it doesn't. It's like like the alternatives of like base 10 math versus like base 8 math. <laughs> yeah. Weird. Yeah, it's always weird. Like it's amazing how like sometimes the simplest things are the things you interact with every day if you really think about them. They start to fall apart. <laughs> yeah, or they become absurd in the sense of what, how did they get there? What are they exactly? Why? Existence yeah. is weird, man. <laughs> uh-huh. No, definitely. So I have a challenge for myself today. Okay. Okay. Shoot. What's the challenge? You have to, I don't know, well, here, you tell me what the parameters are, or like what the penalty is, I guess. Okay. I was, when I, I was love going back through, and, so. <laughs> <laughs> when I was going back through listening to some of our past podcasts, I'm like, damn, I mentioned the same movies or stories a lot, maybe too much. Who doesn't? So you, know, you have I the want things to, I, stick. So I want to try, I want to try and challenge myself here and not compare anything that we talk about tonight to Lord of the Rings or Raiders they're d- that's definitely going to happen. I don't think we've had an episode yet. Where you that's what I'm saying. So I have to, I have to, you have to keep me honest here and like, and don't cut it out if I say it. Okay. You, I, but what's the penalty though? If I do compare it to something. We're probably like going to get 40 lashes. <laughs> <laughs> you took my only food. Now I'm going to oh, stop. No. <laughs> well, I like the one who's like, you broke my heart. Now I'm going to break something of yours. <laughs> I follow that uh, that stupid meme page where they just post like every frame of the show in order. Mm-hmm. And it's like, seriously, like every frame of that show, animating that show, they had to have just been like having a ball because it's like yeah. every single frame, there's something ridiculous about Oh, it. no. Especially when Steven Hillenberg was at the helm. Yeah. You know, I think like, I mean, he did a lot on Rocco's Modern Life. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Right, I'd forgotten came, that. Before he came over to do SpongeBob. I think yeah. he was on Ren and Stimpy too, maybe. The, that would that make sense. Like, sure yeah, of. the art styles would make sense. But yes, oh, there's so many. Like the one you sent the other day or last night or this morning, whenever you sent it, <laughs> the one where he's like, oh, pretending to drown. Yeah. Like when you're trying to like feel out someone's like memes that they're going to laugh at or yeah. not. <laughs> that's that's yeah. how I always look at them. Like, no, not funny. <laughs> lifting oh, yeah, lifting <laughs> weights, big laugh. Frisbee in face, kills. Surfing, knocks them dead. Pretending to drown. <laughs> no. no. Crosses it out. <laughs> yeah, there's so many like little things in that, at least in the early seasons. Like, I didn't keep up with SpongeBob into the later half. Oh, I, d- I don't think that um, I did either. I'm trying to like catch up a little bit, but it's like a passive watch. Yeah, but the early seasons, the early episodes, there, I just think there was some good humor going on in there. Yeah. I, th- I think that good kids' shows, like kids' shows that are like really well crafted, like have stuff in there for like an adult sensibility to laugh at mm-hmm. it's like under yeah. the surface oh yeah no 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 absolutely i watch bluey a lot with my my niece and yeah. nephew no and so do i there's a lot of just like really meta weird humor in like oh, the top yeah. the highest layer of that show no absolutely i've, I've watched it too it is it's so funny like there's it's definitely ridiculous. adult themes going on it there my brother and his wife they they love it too 
Good. So that's how <laughs> Mark Hamill did when he did an interview about like his voice acting. He talked about how he did the voice for Fire Lord Ozai in Last Airbender. Yeah. Oh shoot. There you I go. Already lost, I already I lost say, the challenge. There's one of them. Damn it. <laughs> as, as soon as you said Ozai, like, <laughs> oh, sent me out. Damn I was it. Like, there it is. Well, I wasn't trying. <laughs> Man. All right. Starting after this. Starting like a, after this. It's like Bill Hader and Barry. Every time he like he does something <laughs> illegal, he's like starting now that he's gonna be okay, like starting now. <laughs> Okay, but starting after I finish the sentence, uh, he talked about how show animated, yes, it has like that childish flair, but it also has something. There was a lot of intellectuality going on there. And like yeah. when you can get the whole family to watch it, that's that's when you've you've got something special going there. But yes. Okay. Well, you never gave me a penalty, so it doesn't matter. I You, you get know, one freebie. That, Let's see. What, right. is a good, what is a good penalty for this? Yeah. Um, what's, what's a good penalty? I get, if you slip up again, I get mm-hmm. to pick a month's worth of episodes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, that'll work. Per, I'll, sli- I'll, per I'll, slip up. You, you have potential to screw up a whole year here. I do. And I say yes. screw up because it would be screwing it up. <laughs> <laughs> Am I really Are we really going to slip up 12 times? All right, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Okay, starting now. Starting now. now. So if I go silent. That was your freebie. You get one freebie. If there was, yeah, if there was a lot of dead space Mm. in this episode, you will know why. Ah, dead space could be a reference. I don't know. Oh, wait a minute. No, I was not. I was just saying the term dead space here. Oh, come on now. I'm going to hold (laughs) you to this. That's (laughs) semantics. That's semantics. All right. All right. All right. Here we go. All right. All right. So. Starting now. (laughs) Starting now. Starting right now. All right. So let me ask you this. I'm going to I'm gonna ask you this. What is the rule with greeting cards? Like when you get a birthday card, right? Okay. It, or, or, a, or now I guess you get like holiday cards, whatever. Do you, do you have to hold on to them for a while? Like what's the, what's the timeline? What's the agreed upon? Oh, I have my birthday cards. It's now been three months since my birthday. Do you, do you hold, do you hold them forever? Like I don't have birthday cards from when I was like five years old still. I don't think. No, I don't know why. I guess I typically hold like maybe a year. I don't know. Just so mm-hmm. I can have that, that like years, like go back and look at Birthday card. Okay. So you swap and then you swap them out with, yeah. with the incoming, the new ones. Okay. I would say that's about right. what I do. I, I don't think I do that like consciously, but that's just kind of mm-hmm. how it's been going. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm just, I've always been curious because it's like, I feel bad sometimes getting rid of some but well yeah because it's something that somebody put a lot of thought and cared enough to send you something yeah you want to give it more reverence than just a passing glance yeah exactly and the reason i bring that up is because our main topic of discussion today if i can if i can find my little outline there it is is in fact deals with arguably the king of greeting cards or or queen or ruler of greeting cards whatever Whatever you want to conglomerate use, of greeting the cards. conglomerate of greeting cards, and that is the that is Hallmark that that golden crown that we all want, but none of us can wear, or at least I can't. They do have a cornered market on the Christmas, as it were. Well, yeah, I mean they got they got stores, they got studios, and specifically today we we are talking about what we're we're going to try and explore the popularity of the Hallmark Christmas movies today to the best of our ability. And there's but quite a few of them, so he can't. We could yeah, never so we're not going to get, we're not going to get through even, we're not even going to scratch the surface of how many there are. It's, it's insane. There's a, there's an absolute mountain. Yes. You, I wonder if you like, 
Well, I, I'm assuming they didn't shoot these on film, but if you could put these all onto film and you stacked them up, would they, would they, they probably definitely give you a hill, no doubt. You definitely have a hill of. I do love on the image that you have on your research material how, like, every poster looks like very interchangeable. Yes. <laughs> like, and they yeah. almost look like, all the no. same. <laughs> like, look at that. Like, they are literally wearing, like, it. We, uh, uh, okay. All right. Let's, uh, huh. let's get hey, into this. Uh, <laughs> let's dive in. Let's do it. But yes, we're, we're talking about the Hallmark Christmas movies, which is on the Hallmark channel. Now, they have more than Christmas movies. In fact, I think they have two channels. I think they have. That would make they sense. They might even have a third. I don't know. They've got the regular Hallmark channel. They've got Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. And they've got Hallmark After Dark. I, I made that third one oh, up. I was going to say, that, does that really exist? <laughs> <laughs> no. I made that third one up. <laughs> Keeping me on my toes. <laughs> I do see a couple of Days of Our Lives stars in some of these posters. Am I seeing oh, yeah. There's, there's, I think, I'm almost positive recently, actually, I think I saw Bruce Campbell in a Hallmark movie. <sighs> oh, please tell me that's true. That'd I'm be pretty so good. sure. You'd have to, I'm pretty sure. I, I'm. <sighs> And I need I'm pretty that. sure I, need I saw to look into that one. Either that or I was hungover or drunk or who knows or not paying attention, but I'm almost positive I saw Bruce Campbell in a Hallmark Christmas movie. Fun uh, fact about think, me, though, I did have a bit of the obsession with the Days of Our Lives growing up. Oh, no, it was in, it was in my house, too. Yes, the I, soap operas were... They were they were they were big, I think, at least, or more popular than, than they are now, or at least that I remember back when we were, like, younger like because i i always thought mr mom was hilarious like that scene Mm -hmm. where he's like just so into the soap operas and it made me laugh all the time and before i knew it i was like as like even like a 10 year old kid i was still like watching soap operas like no no he had the vasectomy that can't be his baby (laughs) (laughs) and you turn you're like mom what's a vasectomy (laughs) (laughs) is that is that like a is that like some some sort of seafood dish that that you get it's really fancy you can only get it at one place in town (laughs) and here we have vasectomy served three ways how would you like that of holiday sauce on the side (laughs) oh god anyway but yeah what we're talking about yes we're talking about the hallmark christmas movies we're going to analyze we're going to try our best to analyze and show i mean i don't think this is a big secret but they're pretty much the exact same movie over and over and over. But they are popular. It's it's it's, it's, it's it is the song that never ends. Mm-hmm. It just goes on it and truly on, is. my friends. <laughs> and and it goes. Is, is that it? Is that all that? How that song? No, goes? there's there's just, more of it, but I don't remember. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But yes, I'm I'm going to apply one of the books that I read in school by Vladimir Prop, and it's called Ooh, the Morphology. Go with the deep cut. Yeah. It's called the more, I'm about to get boring on you here. It's called the morphology of the folktale. And I really think this is now, this particular book is very influential in narrative structure and like theory. And it's a short book. It's not a very long book. So if you're looking for something light to read, like that's not, I guess light in the sense of like, it's not a lot of pages, but it's, it's packed with a lot of information because it's more about breaking down stories rather than actually telling you a story but if if you need to take a break from genre fiction and you want to read like a textbook yeah i don't i don't know whatever you want to do with your 
Friday or Saturday night. I would recommend this one because it doesn't, you got to pay attention to what he's talking about, but it's, it's not, it's not the most difficult read, I would say. And I just think by applying this to the Hallmark movies, because they're so formulaic, I, I think it can, it's be an interesting thing how we can discuss how you can draw inspiration from things that you see, read, watch, partake in, but also being able to maintain originality, voice, and style in yeah. something, in anything that you want to do. So yeah. But like, Have you watched? Like, where does that like, I've seen a few of these like but uh, more uh, more of like older ones honestly like it's been a while since uh-huh. I've tapped into them yeah. so I, like I always see the jokes and stuff and like everybody poking fun at them but I honestly haven't even really sat down and watched one in quite a long time yeah no I mean they're on every I mean you got like the countdown to Christmas you got Christmas in July there I mean they're definitely they're definitely out there I mean I've even yeah. played like there's drinking games for them now I've oh even had that'd be fun Hallmark beer miss I like that yeah they're very structured to the point where like the final kiss happens within the last 10 minutes okay of the movie like you can you can literally take bets if you go and watch a Hallmark movie you can literally then take bets and see like okay well, what time is the final kiss gonna happen did you ever now, do the Santa might, hat in the corner for the two shots? Yes. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> you might have to decide what counts as the final kiss. Is it is it the one that the most the most grandiose kiss, or is it literally the final one that you see on screen? So there could be some some conflict there. But yes, no, definitely, definitely fun to watch, even if it's just to just to hate on it. In in a good way. In a good way. They 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 basically ask to be poked fun at. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so much. I think what one sidebar here, I think that's funny and interesting is how I think they're all shot in Canada. Is Hallmark a Canadian company? I don't even know. I don't know. Maybe that, would make, that would make but, sense. But but I, I think know, a I lot of know. them are shot in Canada and then, <laughs> and then, but they're mostly enjoyed here in the United States. So I just think that's like hilarious. Canada is invading is what I'm saying. Well, yeah, we that's, to, that's true. We need to, we need to enact sanctions right away. <laughs> Okay. All right. So here's, we got to get through the boring part stuff first. What's boring you know, about it? That, I, I don't it's know. I'm going to, I'm going to talk about a Russian scholar from long ago. Have you ever heard now? Maybe. And I am curious. I had never heard of this book before going to school. Does this, I've heard the do, name. You, have I've never ever, heard of the book. Have you, you've heard the name Vlad, Vladimir prop is, is who we are discussing P-R-O-P-P. here at the moment. Yes, two P's at the end. I mean, and I'm sure I'm not saying that. I'm sure I'm butchering the name. I'm sure there's a more Maybe he was a vampire. Huh? What are you talking about? I don't know. I'm just saying. (laughs) Prove me wrong. No, he was. I I don't know how I'm going to do that, (laughs) but I'm going to try. No, so he was Russian. 1895, he's born. Okay. And he's a Russian scholar, folklorist, and he is known for his seminal work, and it's called Morphology of the folktale and he published it in 1928 so it's almost almost 100 years ago now that it's been around and like i said this is considered highly influential in the narrative field and he particularly analyzed russian folktales specifically and by looking that's where one thing if you ever do read the book that's where it can get a little tough to follow because i was not familiar with the folktales that he's referencing or giving examples of at the time it's almost like This is definitely a book that demands one-on-one in-person discussion. You read it, you go to class, or you go to a book group, and you have people discuss it. I think that's where it really thrives and gets better, when you you discuss what he's talking about with other people. Yeah, very Uh, much like an analytical piece versus like just something to, to throw back and enjoy. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. 100%. So by looking at these folktales, he identified at least 31 basic narrative functions and like character types that when put together form like the basic structure of these stories, of these narratives, these folktales. And honestly, this was one of the first things that actually tried to create a science out of art. And it laid like a foundation for narrative structure, archetypal characters. And what I think is really interesting is it brings about what we've talked about before, that universal quality when it comes to storytelling. That is, I've always said, one of the big things you want to aim for in any work that you do, because that's what's going to that's what's going to be the thing that, that. Yeah. And that'll be the thing that lasts or stays. Oh, let me let me get a swig of water here. Hang on. Running dry. Uh, okay. I was thinking like you left and went to another room. <laughs> just left me on <laughs> No, not yet. Oh, but so yeah, it is going to happen, just not yet. <laughs> gotcha. No, no, no. Just not, just not yet. So no, his contributions definitely have had a lasting impact on things like folklore, narrative analysis, literary theory, screenplay writing, poetry. All that important stuff. Yeah, definitely. Definitely all that important stuff. <laughs> Some of the least important things in the world. Although... There is a big argument for creativity and art, and this kind of talks about that, touches it very little bit, but like, you ever heard the term, why we're a federalist government, not to get political, but have you heard that? I'm sure that you've met, heard of that, federalism. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So like, you have your federal government, you have your state government, you have your county, and then you have your municipal. Having those layers, so like, if a state does like a law, it doesn't, and it goes poorly, it doesn't affect the whole country. Laboratories of democracy about like states. So it's like a way that you can... Something really good, then you can bring it to the whole. Something really bad, the damage has been minimized. That's not not to. It's still. I mean, there's still real consequences there. But the comparison I'm trying to make here is that that catharsis you get from art and the experience that you get from it is something can really help, especially specifically mentally. It can help treat depression, anxiety. It it gives you sometimes some of the things you might not find in reality. Yeah. I've even heard of stuff like art in things like Alzheimer's and stuff. You know, yeah. You hear stuff like that all the time. Yeah. No, even like video games too. Yeah. They've been used like they can help improve certain ones. Yeah, they can help improve depending. like memory and it keeps your brain sharp. I just I just pictured like an entire like nursing home playing Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> playing Call of Duty. <laughs> Sorry, that was just really funny. No, you're good. <laughs> oh. Oh, hang on. Okay. I think I threw up my back. You th- oh, you th- <laughs> So it's you and the old folks now. <laughs> uh-huh. Playing Call of Duty. Oh, anyway. So yeah. So he essentially showed that like these stories which were older than what he was when he was doing this yeah all had some similar things going on he came up with a, and i'm distilling this down for the sake of the art for the show but he came up with 31 particular things i'm just going to go through them real quick here just so we like have something there's absentation a family member or someone leaves home interdiction this is like a prohibition or command is given Violation of the interdiction, the prohibition is violated. You have reconnaissance, you have delivery, trickery, complicity, villainy or lack, meditation, counteraction, departure, first function of the donor, hero's reaction, receipt of a magical agent, guidance, struggle, branding, victory, liquidation, return, pursuit, rescue, 
unrecognized arrival, unfounded claims, task, solution, recognition, exposure, transfiguration, punishment, and wedding. Say those back to me right now, exactly as I did. Go. I, I picture it like a like a sobriety <laughs> test. No, same in reverse. <laughs> same. No, Look into both our eyes at the same <laughs> time and same say time it. Same time and say it. Now, see, there's a new reference. I'm proud of you. That's the one we haven't done. No, see, yes, yes, yes. Keeping it fresh. I like yes. it. Keeping it fresh. Absolutely. So anyway, that was. I just wanted to at least put them out there so that everyone knows. But those are were essentially like the building blocks, little pieces, and that he was looking at and saying, okay, this, these are the, the plus signs, the equal signs, the, how a period means the end of a sentence or an exclamation mark, or how, if you're doing something scientific, if you're, let's see it. Give me something scientific, Brian. I can't think right now. Give me, help me. Bunsen burner, beaker, Chemicals. Well, like the data, it's almost breaking breaking down a narrative into data in the way that okay, let's as best as you can, obviously, and it, that fundamental narrative element, it just it just kind of paves the way for a more systematic understanding of storytelling. Like how like you can't you can't not help it. How many times where we had to take a test and it's like okay, try to find the so-and-so called points that they were teaching us in the story. Yeah, you know, I remember, remember a lot of that, yeah. And it was like to try and find out like X, Y, Z bullet points of mm-hmm. where these particular elements were resolved or, yeah, it was a lot of that. <laughs> yeah, and it's just, again, the main common thing that I love about it is just that it's saying there is there is something beyond just the surface of the story that we as human beings tend to be drawn to that we like and that we that tends to always find its way to the top that the the cream rises to the I top I was just thinking so the same <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah oh, the cream rises Oh yes yeah. Oh yeah the old slim jim Oh man I haven't had a slim jim in a long time Got to be a couple years for me last big big road trip I don't know Yeah anyway let's not let's not stray Tan- from the yeah, top tangent here. sorry Yes, I'm I'm tangenting. Tangenting? That's Tan- not a word. Tangentializing? We're literally on a tangent about tangents. It is an interesting list. I mean, you look at that, it does it does make for an interesting breakdown on Yeah, and but keep in mind term. too, he was he was doing this from scratch. He didn't have much to go on. Like we do there's so I think we talked about it before in our structure episode. There's so many structures out there in so many different ways. Yeah. You can name it however you want. If I had to just break this down as simply as possible, it is just understanding when you look at something, not trying to copy it. You don't want to just completely follow the recipe. You want to say, okay, why did this work? Why do people like it? And if they do like it, will it last? Or could it be something that's just more? Because sometimes that can be the answer too. It's just fashionable. I do think a good example of that is Reservoir Dogs. Yes. Because I was reading recently, I was looking, as I always do, I was studying up on The Thing, and I found out that Tarantino was researching John Carpenter's The Thing very heavily. Oh, that's interesting because I can see a lot of parallels there. Mm -hmm. And he was like, he, he just wanted to find a situation to get this group of 
guys locked into one building. I was like, oh, that's yeah. cool. So it's interesting. Yeah. You, something you wouldn't think would inspire it is like clearly. Yeah, and no, that's exactly what you look at this and you say, okay, I, I'm I'm not, I don't have to com- completely pull something out of nothing because th- that is extremely hard to do. It makes you think too, like all the really old stories, like the myths, if you keep going back, I, I, I would love to know where they originally came from. Yeah. Someone, somewhere, a group of people way back when had to just start talking about shit. And either someone decided, let's put these together, or, or that's what's interesting because he did travel. eventually come from nothing. Or, oh, you think it, you're going, or, you're going the dark route. Yep. You're going the dark route there, aren't you? Everything's, everything's little, connected. Everything's a little, 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 little teaser there, possibly. Anyway. Possibly. <laughs> But yes, no, that's that's a great example of drawing the inspiration and knowing that a firm foundation is kind of already exists there for you. The the notion of what needs to happen kind of already done. You're not you're going down a path that's been blazed before. Now it's just like, okay, how do I leave my own mark? You can focus then more on the originality and the style and how you're gonna tell the story rather than oh, I gotta figure out what the hell is a beginning. I have to understand what the hell a beginning is. It's like no You don't have to we, completely we don't really, build the fr- machine from scratch like you know, yeah it's not it it's not 12,000 BC you you have a lot that you can work with and much like how certain scientific principles exist whether you believe in them or not I'd say same thing here these narrative principles are there and they work whether you want to use them or not they're they're there yeah and it had he had a lot of influence too it influenced Joseph Campbell's hero's journey which I think maybe might be a little bit more popular people have like heard about before I think so no, but when you say that one's yeah, no, that's not. It strikes a chord. Sounds familiar. Yeah. Okay. You've had, you you haven't heard? I thought didn't we talk about Hero's Journey with Joseph Campbell? Oh, or oh, did, we did, did, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, sorry. Or didn't I? Or didn't I? Didn't I? Did I dream that? It's possible. No, I we didn't like talk specifically on that, but we've definitely no. touched on it a number of times. I know you and I outside of the show have talked about it for sure. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, just these recurring narrative functions and character types. And distilling it down makes it a bit more, makes writing a story a bit more, or I should say less daunting than it can be. Because like, I I know so many times where like, you're just staring at a blank page. You're at a bar on a Friday night. (laughs) You find yourself at a bar on a Friday night, figuring out, oh man, drinking with your buddies. And you're like, "Mm, nothing's going to (laughs) happen. But yeah, let's, let's, let's go into, okay, let's go into why we're all here. That's the Hallmark Christmas movie. I'm going to use, I'm going to try my best to use the morphology of prop of the folktale and show you why these are like a good example. I'm ready to go down this spiral. Take me on a journey. Okay. First off. And it just ends there. <laughs> <laughs> it like cuts to the newspaper headline. He's like, he died in sentence. Oh my God. Okay. So one of the things like that is like, I think hugely common in the Hallmark movies is you got first one is like the hero's departure. And if you go back to like the long laundry list, you've got kind of in there, you've got absentation where like, something either the hero leaves or like a family member calls them back or leaves or something like that and this is always like a hallmark movie what's like the classic it's usually the protagonist is is usually a woman and at least i think they might might always be is there is there a hallmark movie with a male protagonist i don't even know there should be no i'm just kidding I cut that. I out. honestly, I honestly don't know. Now that I, not that I'm complaining, I just I honestly don't know if there is. It'd be interesting, like to, to 
go through the That'd entire be a different, Hallmark yeah. library and see. That would be, there you go, there's that putting a different twist on it. But the thing is still the same. You usually see it like the main character, she's got a busy life, lives probably in an urban area most likely, and they're going to set out on a sm- into like a small town, which usually has like the name of a Christmas decoration yeah, or some sort of Christmas thing. And we're going to set off in this journey. So that's, and, and that can pretty much encompass almost like the first, eh, first four that I had mentioned before. That would be and Ascension. Like, Mm-hmm. And you don't need to you don't need to know the names. It's just that there's like there's that there's that call to adventure. Essentially, you always want to make sure that when you're starting off a story, you want that catalyst. I've heard that disturbance that is going to force the character out of their current lane in life or their current comfort zone. And that's always a key thing. Established order. Yeah. And that's always a key thing, too, is you almost have to like make it seem like the character thinks they're comfortable, but in reality, they're not. That's sometimes where I think Hallmark, that's where you get a lot of their conflict comes from. Yeah. Is the main character be like if they're like a huge big time CEO or like whatever of a company making a, making dough and they like it but deep down hand over making that dough hand over fist absolutely but deep down they don't like it there's that inner conflict which is always always primo so then they go they're, they're brought back to like a small town and there's always that like magical setting that they have now the big thing then you get next you have like villains actions and this this with Hallmark movies you don't always necessarily have a physical villain although sometimes you can this can be if they're already if the main character is already with someone and then they come home and then meet like an old friend or flame that they knew from years back in the small town and then it's like oh they start falling in love with that guy but then what happens to this to the one that they're already with what happens to their 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 piece of a piece of the action from from the from the other world that they went into but usually it's, I would say, the big villain is ten, mostly sometimes tends to be in the Hallmark movie, tends to either be the character's own inner conflict or something that they're grappling with due to their job, business deal going wrong, some other misunderstanding or something that like happened years ago, even if it was something that the main character left their home and then the, who their, their love interest when they're coming back hasn't forgiven them for doing that. I've seen that a hundred times. It threatens that Christmas spirit of the movie. Not, yeah, it's it, it can't cannot threaten the essence of Christmas. It's kind of like no, and that, kind of like trick or treat. How we talk anything that uh, yeah. threatens the rules of the holiday. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. These yeah, trick trick or treat. Yeah, they're very similar to to a Hallmark Christmas movie. Same things. Yeah. Same things. Now, trick or treat plays around with the structure a little bit more than a Hallmark movie does because Hallmark's very by the about, book by the book on time. This is definitely if you want to study like I'd say like timing. Hallmark movies are a good thing to watch. Like if you want to try and get everything in in two hours, like bam, which will probably be more like an hour and forty because I do think there are commercials on a Hallmark movie. I'd be think, interested to see maybe. if there's any like Illuminati level like sync ups like you uh, with Wizard of Oz and uh, Pink Floyd. Like if there's anything that synchronizes to like the, the story pattern of all Hallmark yeah, Christmas movies. I'm sure there is. Gotta be. Now we gotta find it. There, well, there has to be. The Hallmark Christmas movies, I don't even, when did they start? They've been around like for so long now. Scholars maintain that cave paintings had Hallmark Christmas <laughs> movies painted on the walls. Anyway, so you got, so you got Hero's Departure, then you have the villain action, then you have, usually you'll get, now it, in props theory, you'll have what's called the donor's magical assistance. And by donor, we're just, these are just names he gave characters. He was just trying to put a name to these instances 
occurrences that he noticed in the folk tales that he was studying that were always happening. The donor's magical assistance. This is a character who provides a magical agent or item to help the hero. I'd say arguably one of the biggest ones you'll ever see, and I don't think I've ever referenced this before, though it's not a big surprise, is the original Star Wars. Have I said that? Did I lose? I don't think I've ever said that one. It's been a bit. I'm going to let that one slide. You're going to let that one slide? I'm going to let that slide, but it is in the territory. I only say that because I feel like I don't think you've mentioned that one in a long time, which is why I let it slide. Okay. They bring some sort of magical agent or item to help the hero. And in a Hallmark movie specifically, this can be an old friend. It could be it could be just the spirit of Christmas itself. It could be their old love interest. It could be a mentor, a parent. There's always that one character who says, oh, you got to go back here and here. I'm going to help you by giving you, I'm going to let you use. I think I remember one recently where the guy lets her use his farm for like, a, she was like a wedding planner or something. And he lets her use his farm. So here's the, he's working as both the donor and the villain at the same kind of time. That's a lot. Hallmark movie to keep it going back to the timing thing, to keep it tight. They'll often combine character tropes types together. They'll make one character represent all three of these, but you don't have to do that. You can have them be separate or you can have them be one. It doesn't matter. All ends up being the same thing. But I was just saying one of the big ones, like going back to Star Wars real quick, when Obi-Wan gives Luke the lightsaber for the first time. That's arguably one of the uh, biggest. Their Excalibur. Donor. Moment. Yes. Yes. It literally is the Excalibur moment. And our King Arthur getting um, the Excalibur from the Lady of Lake or pulling the sword from the stone, meeting Merlin. That's that's where a lot of that comes from. But you can even look at, I got to stop. Don't, don't, don't make a reference that i've said before hang on here <laughs> hang on here i picture you just have like a list <laughs> i should have made i should have made a list i should have done that okay don't say this that's why you always leave a note and that's why you always leave a note what get i'm trying to think what have i seen recently that i can compare it to more oh okay so i'll give it more recent one the barbie movie okay i like that when she well there's that like call to adventure she's kind of always sort of had it but it's kind of been there once again going back to they think they're comfortable but really they're not and help me out here because i'm I, I only saw it, i've only seen it once so if i get some of it wrong but like Amateur when they're hour. dancing <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry it's okay. i'm not <laughs> i'm joking I, i'm not the professional that you are brian <laughs> when they're like doing their like night dance their party their girls night yeah right <laughs> every night beginning. is girls night and yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah every night is boys night <laughs> <laughs> sunglasses every sunglasses mm-hmm. when she like just kind of shouts everything about dying or something like that. <laughs> it's so good. And then it's just like stops. And then she goes to, is it like weird Barbie? I think Kate McKinnon's character was, wasn't that what she was called or, or something like that? Mm-hmm. Or strange Barbie. Well, okay. Well, she's one of the Barbies and she literally holds up the two shoes, right? Isn't that what yeah. she holds up? And, and they do a little bit with it. And she's like, if you take the sand, what was it? The sandal? It's literally like the matrix, the red and the blue pill moment. It is weird Barbie. Officially, it is yeah. weird Barbie. If you take the flip flop or the sandal, I forget now what the two shoes were or the pink heel. We'll just say I don't I'm probably getting the shoes wrong. But if you take the one, you go back. Everything goes back to the way it was. If you take this one, you'll go on a journey and you'll find out more. And they play a comedic bit there to say, no, I'll take the I'll have everything go back to the way it was. And she's like, no, you really want to take this one. You want the you want this other thing. 
that's essentially one of the magical artifacts that is given to the character. So you see it a lot. There's once again, that moment. And again, the names of like, he calls it the donor and the magical item. It doesn't mean necessarily literally magical. It's just some, something that they're getting that is pushing them forward in the story. And and you see that a lot in, in certain movies in not just movies, but books a lot of times, especially like genre fiction books. If you get involved in more like literary things, then it can get a little different but yeah definitely and in a hallmark movie it's usually always going to be there probably around like the god i'd say this is probably like maybe 15 to 20 minutes in maybe not even not maybe not even that late that might be way too late i don't know what do you think yeah, i don't know did you watch a hallmark movie at all it seriously has been a few years like i i think probably like 2016 even might have been the last time i saw one. Oh man you, you're missing out you gotta these are these are just too much fun to watch there I, I guarantee <laughs> they are i do not doubt it anyway so so going forward, you have the hero's reaction. Hallmark protagonists typically react to challenges with determination, and it could be something as like let me see if I can go look up here. Let's see if I'm looking at just like a looking at just like a title here. Got Christmas with Christmas under the stars, Christmas on my mind, Merry and Bright, Holiday Hearts, a Christmas love song, a Blue Ridge Mountain Christmas. We should we should do like the Christmas drinking game and watch a couple. Of, I think that'd be oh fun. oh it's so much fun. It's so much fun to do a homecoming for the holidays. Yeah no. Definitely. But yeah, you'll have this moment where at least. Oh, I thought that that was a title. (laughs) (laughs) You'll have this moment. (laughs) Oh, don't make me laugh too hard. (laughs) It hurts my back. (laughs) Oh, oh, it hurts my back when I I laugh. (laughs) I apologize. I'm in pain. (laughs) It's that weather, man. It's that bitter cold weather. Oh, no. I I don't know what I did to it. But yeah. No, you you just, you'll have this part where whatever challenge is given to them. They're, they're either, they're going to, they're definitely going to push back against it. And, but it's going to, usually sometimes it will not sometimes it it, obviously all the time, it kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Inverts itself against the character in the sense of like they, rather than, rather than embracing the meaning of Christmas, they're going to try and fight against it. So their reaction is usually they choose similar to how Barbie does in that little shoe bit that they do tries to choose what they think is the comfortable way, but really they have to go the other way. Cause without it, you don't, you don't have a story and you don't, then the Hallmark movie is over. That's always one thing if you're ever doing like a litmus test. You say to yourself, because there's a lot of times that how much you're, you're watching something and you're like, well, why don't they just do this? Do you ever have trouble with that? I have trouble with that all the time when I'm writing something. I'm like trying to find every little possible inconvenient. I don't think it is. Yeah, I don't think it is possible to like fully pad those like yeah. those holes. It's the, there's always inevitably going to be some solution that you're up with. They'd be like, oh yeah, that's an oversight. And- mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and and with with that, you get the next part, which he calls like one of the character types. He called he called him the dispatcher. Similar to the donor it kind of acts as like that mentor guide too. And this is a person who literally advises the protagonist and and helps them on their on their path in the story can a lot of times in hallmark especially in romance movies or stories it's you kind of combine this all uh usually into like the love interest okay if you look at it how many times where the the guy that they're falling in love with is also like that that thing where oh they start out hating each other and then they end up loving each other by the end of the story right you see that like a million times maybe not hate but there's that dislike distaste yeah so a lot of hallmark movies will combine these character 
parts archetypes into the main squeeze of the of that story they're going to be the one who's all about christmas telling them forcing them to hold up a mirror to their life and where they're going so they kind of act as not only the villain in some ways at least a villain at first a mentor antagonist as was one term that gets thrown around a lot to sort of differentiate because a villain usually when you say villain you, you're thinking okay evil bad evil person and not necessarily just like an antagonist somebody who's just a pope yeah 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 yeah. and that's the difference too when you have an antagonist they're not it doesn't necessarily mean they're evil it just means like that particular set of parameters for that storyline they're it against or they're in some way yeah no exactly and then and this is where you have then like one of the next ones you have like struggle and victory and Hallmark Christmas movie. This the challenges faced by the protagonist. This could be something as simple as you got you got that like conflict where oh she's gonna go back or or like I'm, I know there's one. Here's one I know where they get like the car breaks down or something. She's like a famous actress in her world and her car or something or her flight gets canceled. There was snowstorm, so she's got to spend a couple days in this town. Wasn't that like the actual plot? of the movie Holiday. Is Jack it? Black. I think, I, like, isn't Cameron Diaz a high-profile person of some kind? And then Maybe. Like, is it? I mean, this is, like, again, the, and that's the point, exactly the point here we're trying to make, that the reason that these movies do so well is because they are so familiar, because they are using this structure or, or, or for the most part, using these elements that prop outlined almost a century ago. And, and I would say he didn't discover them or no, he did discover them. I'm sorry. He didn't create them. He did. He discovered them. Noticed yeah. it said, okay, these things are working and they've been around for a while because of something that they're touching on. They all are sharing these similar moments, how they're executed, how you see them, how they're told will vary based on the author or authors. And as you said before, the, the creators of the Hallmark Christmas movie, may not be aware of this this set of structures but they're like you whether you whether you give it a certain name to it or not they're there regardless they're there yeah regardless yeah and like that yeah this this struggle and victory moment oh the the the, the plane is fixed or the the, the car is fixed the storm has cleared you can go but if you go you're gonna miss you're gonna leave the guy that you've now started to fall in love with and you're gonna miss the christmas party or something like that but if you don't then you're not gonna get that big role you want you have to be at the table read in in LA in the next day or something. There's that ticking clock again that always comes in. Keeping that pace up. Keeping it. Back. Oh my God, my back. You're having a real <laughs> struggle over there. You all right? Oh, it's bad. I have to like. You got to go get like a heating bed or something, man. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. Soup. But then, yes, in a Hallmark movie, there'll always be that they'll have, they'll choose the the spirit, the Christmas spirit renewal. They'll, they'll choose to, in the example I just get, gave, She'll choose to forego the big, huge starring role and choose the small town. There's that big theme, I'd say, back and forth, small town over huge urban setting, like the the more like peaceful life. Or they'll take the opposite and it'll be like literally the main squeeze will be like a prince or something. They'll go yeah. they'll go kind of more like the classic traditional route with it. But the same thing still happens. And in that respect, if you do like the prince route, like they do in some of the Hallmark movies, then the struggle and victory will kind of end up in his lap or the, 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 the male character the male leads decision it could be him who has to leave and then him who comes back even though he's not the main character so once again there's a, a good example of same moment still happening but we just kind of changed the lens on it we gave it to the 
sec- one of the secondary characters, still probably the second most important character, if we're considering the female lead the most important. We gave that decision to the other character just to just to twist it up a bit. There's any anyone, however you want to build a house, you can build it, but some of the elements are still going to stay the same. And you OSHA know, might come down on you. <laughs> OSHA will absolutely come down on you. A hundred percent. What does OSHA do anyway, exactly? I mean, I know what they do, but like, I don't know. Have you ever run into like an OSHA agent? I, I your, your brother would be more knowledgeable on this than I would, but <laughs> I mean, they over, they still oversee. Like, it, they may not always present violations get reported. Yeah, and we to be clear, we are talking about the Occupational Safety and Hazard Administration. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know if I've ever actually seen someone. I don't know why I always picture like OSHA with like a hard hat that literally just says OSHA on it. A police officer has a badge. I just picture that when like OSHA's showing. I always picture like an agent of the Dharma Corporation is going to come down on me. (laughs) That's true. This is a good one. At the end, yeah, you have then what's called the return, and that's where the hero embraces her new environment in the Hallmark movies. This is simply their transformed life. They might stay in the small town, or if they, or they might, they marry the prince, or they go back, or they do go end up going back to the big city, keep their job, but they revamp it, they're transformed. They're all about being wholesome and Christmassy now. Similar to Christmas Carol, Charles Dickens' Christmas yeah. Carol. You look at Ebenezer Scrooge. It's that same thing it only happens it just happens much faster that happens in one single night he transforms i saw something uh, that made me laugh the other day it was like we all know that the true spirit of christmas is ghosts haunting rich billionaires to convince them <laughs> to pay their employees fair wages <laughs> that's a good where'd you see that you come up with these memes i gotta i gotta find a who's your meme guy uh, the, dude it's all over the place I'm like a thousand different sources man <laughs> I gotta, I'm gonna have to look that up. Yeah, it was a good point. one. Made me laugh. But yeah, so, but yes, that, that, there is, there's a huge, heavy transform, transformational in Christmas stories specifically, but in these folk tales and in a lot of stories that you write, there is always gonna be that huge growth of the character. That's one of the reasons that Die Hard is a Christmas movie, because mm-hmm. you have a transformation. And I will die on that hill. Yes. No, even, is it McTier- is it John McTiernan who directed the first movie? Is that, is that his name? Yes, Shane Black just wrote it, correct? Yeah, I th- maybe. I, regardless, the original creators of the Die Hard movie have stated it's a Christmas movie, or 100%. Yeah. It might be very different Christmas movie, but it, it is using the same The structure. family story that's in the background of that very much mm-hmm. is a Christmas movie. Because you could not need that, and the movie would still work. But it oh, would yeah. ring a little hollow. It would ring a oh, little ring bit very more hollow. hollow. Yeah, and that's and that's huge. But there's that transformational arc that the character he grows back in love with his wife. Because remember, they start out they're estranged kind of from each other. She's been living out in L.A. He's from New York. I always think that's funny. <laughs> In the first one, he's a cop from New York. He goes to L.A. In the second one, he's a cop from L.A., goes to D.C. Yeah. And then I think finally in the third one, he is a cop from New York in New York. But yeah, I, I yeah, I there's, there's, we could go on a whole dire tangent. I don't want yeah, to anyway, drag you away from Hallmark. No, but yeah, that was just me, my way of saying that transformational arc. It's a Wonderful Life. There's another one that shares a lot with the That's, Hallmark I, That is and, one and of props. the best Christmas movies, I think. Yeah. That one stands stands atop a high hill. Yeah, and that, and that has the same elements that 
prop was outlining. Credit, you can even look at the, the 31 that I named. Even I can't, I don't even know them off my memory. You can you can clump them together if you like. You can you can look at them and say, okay, maybe these are, are the same thing kind of going here for me. Whatever helps you. But it what's important to know is that you look at it. It's just to say that these are the ingredients. How am I going to use them? I don't want to just follow the recipe per se. It's like, okay, I know this works. Why does it work? Now, how can I use that in my story? So yeah, even the, the Hallmark movies, even though their familiarity of them, even though it's formulaic, it touches on that universal human element. And it that's what I think Prop was getting at with these stories. Now, whether or not he was trying to I mean, credit, you think of where he would have grown up in Russia, 1895. I mean, he would have seen a lot of things when World War One, the communist revolution, all that, that could have heavily influenced it. So maybe that was had to do something with why he was thinking like, hey, we have all these differences, but there's a lot of similarities too. And what, what is more Christmas, Christmassy than the things that, that we all, that we all share together rather than the things that divide us. About coming together as a family. Yes. It's a story about family. <laughs> the old when in doubt it's a, the story's really about family my, my my movies are about family <laughs> <laughs> now see that's another good that's another good reference mm-hmm. oh, that's a good one but yeah you can you can look at this i i highly do if you are interested in writing be it it doesn't have to be a movie it can be anything if you are interested in storytelling i would recommend reading props book because I, I do think it gives you another toolbox and much many more tools that you can put in your toolbox that you can pull out and be like okay when i look at a movie read a book and if you like it you say okay why do i like this you start to ask yourself those questions what's working about a scene what's not or if you absolutely hate it you can then look at it and you can actually say here's why i hate it i know sometimes i get a lot with i mentioned it in plane trains and automobiles a lot of times now with the editing for me a lot of scenes just when they cut things seem to be so quick anymore yeah that i personally and maybe this is just because i'm getting older i personally don't have the i need a little bit more time to feel the emotion I think Mark something. Hamill had talked about this not all that long ago, and he was he put it pretty eloquently. He's like, I couldn't even process it. It felt like it was yeah. even chopped up in a Cuisinart. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. exactly. And that yeah, seems to be more and more the case. Yeah, but this is, I think, and if you, even just if you look at the Hallmark movies, I mean, they've made so many, and yes, they are definitely they definitely have a formula, but it's a winning formula. It's, yeah, at least if right it, now, if it ain't it broke, don't fix it, as they say. Yeah. So, and it's a good one that you can. If I were teaching a structure class, I'd be like. All right, we're going to watch a Hallmark movie. I want you to try and identify. And they all ask, oh, which one? You're like, the the Hallmark movie. The, the, the Hallmark, Hallmark Christmas movie. movie. The yeah, only the one that Christmas they've movie. ever made. <laughs> the same one over and over. Does it matter? <laughs> they've gotten away with this so many times. He can't keep getting away with it. But yes, do yourself a favor. Watch a, a Hallmark f- Christmas grab movie. Grab a tall yeah. scotch. Grab, grab some family and friends, watch, watch a Hallmark Christmas movie together, laugh at it, enjoy it, and then go read Vladimir Props Morphology of the Folktale after and fall asleep. <laughs> a pairing as old as time. Yes, 100%. But yeah, you'll have this moment where... At least oh, I thought that that was the title. 